Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. and welcome to the Grace Under Pressure podcast. I am joined today by Ms. Kendall Vernon, uh, the founder and CEO of Gaidama, and just wanted to get her story and get her perspective um, on all things jiu-jitsu and jiu-jitsu apparel and combat gear. And so thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Oh, I am too. Um, so tell us, you know, how did you get into jiu-jitsu and just a little bit of your backstory? Sure. Okay. Um, well, so my dad did jujitsu and judo my whole life. So I grew up with, uh, you know, him doing that. And every time we'd go travel anywhere, he'd always go train somewhere. So I was used to him, you know, having connections everywhere that we went. He was always jacked, you know, so I saw him like be in good shape all the time from it and everything. And, um, when I moved to Tulsa, which is where I'm at now, mm-hmm. I came here to get uh, my master's degree. Uh, they gave me a full ride at the one of the private schools here that has a really good computer engineering program. So I came here for my master's degree. And while I was going to school here, um, you know, I decided to find something that was like an athletic endeavor that could offer a little bit of community. And just kind of on a whim, I Googled jujitsu near me. And uh, my husband's gym, which he had just opened at the time, p- popped up. And so I showed up on the doorstep and, you know, decided to give it a try. And then here we are. Wow. Well, how many, uh, if you don't mind me asking, how many years ago was that? Um, I'm coming up on seven and a half years. I'm going to turn up my volume just a little bit. There we go. Okay. okay I'm having a little hard time. Now I can hear you much better now. Okay. Oh, good, yeah. Good. About seven and a half years. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Time flies. And so I you, know. yeah. you, uh, it sounds like you, uh, same as I met your husband through jujitsu. So yes, yes. I That's love how it. it happened. Yeah. I, I love it. Uh, did he make the first move or did you, uh, it was kind of mutual, I think. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. He'll he'll probably say that I'm the one that did. So (laughs) I guess I guess I can admit it. (laughs) So um, I guess the the follow up question to that. So we get into jujitsu. What sparked you to get into jujitsu apparel and, you know, rash guards? And I mean, how was that uh, started? Well, um, after a couple years of training and trying, like, I mean, literally everything that I could find on the market for women's jujitsu gear, 
Mm-hmm. Um, particularly the spats I found the biggest issue with because I, I would not train without wearing some kind of compression shorts over under my spats for mm-hmm. two and a half years. And it was a bummer because I'd find some spats that I liked, you know, some artwork on, but it always sucked to have to cover up the hip part of the artwork with compression shorts or, you know, and, and so it was just kind of annoying and uh, nothing stayed up. And, you know, like I said, everything was just the same fabric, see-through fabrics and everything and uh, nothing really fit right. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to make my own. Um, mm-hmm. I do have a background in like cosplay. I was kind of a cosplay nerd growing okay. up. So um, I've, you know, been sewing, designing patterns and sewing stuff like pretty much my whole life too. So it was, you know, sort of a natural thing to do to decide to design and sew my own pair, which I sewed the first pair in my living room. And uh, eventually I started contacting some manufacturers. So I contacted contacted about 20 different manufacturers for the first pair of spats. And then I went with the one that offered the best product and the best customer service. Mm-hmm. And just decided to bring them to market and, you know, they, they hit. So yeah, yeah here we are. That's mm-hmm. to say that's, it's the only pair I have worn that is not totally see-through and yeah. doesn't, yeah. you know, um, show things in an unflattering way. Yeah, uh, to say for it sure. nicely. Yeah. Um, I think I have gone through six or uh, not, not maybe six pairs just because I love them so much and I'll wear them until they're threadbare <laughs> just about. So thank you. Um, so, I mean, how, uh, I guess with the the background and sewing and those sorts of things, how have you uh, seen the quality has, I will say nobody does it quite as well as your company, but Thank you. how have you seen maybe other competitors pop up and uh, how do you stay, try to stay in that competitive edge? Well, uh, as far as I know, we were the first company to exclusively focus on women's jujitsu. I know that there have been tons of companies that have come before us that have sold uh, women's gear, but as far as I know, we were the first ones to ever redesign the patterns from the ground up for women in jujitsu. Since then, there have been a number of other brands that I've noticed coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, some of which seem to, in many ways, directly copy what we're doing, which I suppose is flattering. Um, sometimes annoying, if I'm going to yeah. be honest, but uh, you know, it, it's, it's a form of flattery. Um, but you know, we really don't focus too much on what other people are doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our own vision and plan and goals and we're really just like, you know, heads down, let's do what we want to do and make the changes that we want to make mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. I, you know, what other people are doing, like I see glimpses of it here and there, and sometimes it's, you know, an eye roll situation, but mm-hmm. um, you know, it doesn't really affect what we do. I like it. And I, I like the, uh, the positive spin on people that may be doing yeah. basically what you're doing because imitation yeah. is the yeah. highest form of flattery. <laughs> True. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and so uh, I heard you mentioning you want to do the things you want to do. So how do you decide, you know, when's it time to release this new product? How do you test ideas before you launch them and decide what's going to hit, so to speak? Um, to be honest, I don't have like a very like written down plan for how all that works. A lot of it just kind of happens organically. Um, evolutions of products 
come a lot from direct feedback from our community. So we're Mm -hmm. very open and receptive to feedback and we're constantly looking for ways to improve upon what we've already started. Mm -hmm. Uh, New product ideas, sometimes they also are generated from the community. Sometimes people reach out to us and say, hey, it would be really awesome if we had a product like this. Mm-hmm. And if we get enough people that seem like they're interested in something, then, you know, it's something that we decide to invest in, in research and development and production and, and prototyping. Um, sometimes it comes from us too. Like I, I say us, I, I do have a business partner now, mm-hmm. Carla Shellhammer. Um, mm-hmm. She handles all of our social media. And so she's also a very creative person and uh, she's a black belt. She's been training almost exactly as long as I have actually. Um. And so we both, you know, talk to each other very regularly, like, hey, what do you think about this idea? What about that? Like, I noticed, you know, sometimes we draw inspiration from other combat sports too, like Mm -hmm. uh, Sambo or wrestling or, you know, just anything really. Um, So it comes from all over the place. And as far as like when things get released, some of that is strategic, but most of it is just kind of you know, once we feel confident in a product Mm -hmm. and we feel like we've done our due diligence and prototyping and testing, then we bring it to market. For instance, um, I really have high hopes that we'll have geese released this year, which have been in the prototyping phase for almost three years. So yeah, since like the very beginning. So, um, you know, things take a long time. The spats before I launched the company, I prototyped Mm -hmm. those for two years. So You know, we just, I feel very strongly about making sure that what I put my reputation behind is going to be a quality product, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we do spend a lot of time and resources and research and development and testing iteration after iteration after iteration, you know, making a change, retest, make a change, retest until it's ready. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine in that prototype, you know, research and development phase, you're seeing what works, you know, it may work on a mat, you know, in just regular training. But then when you get to the competition side, ooh, that may not work as well. Is that something you've seen or? Um, generally, if it's going to hold up training in the gym, it's going to hold up in competition. Mm-hmm. Um, we have had a little bit of struggles with like graphics not mm-hmm. being accepted by the IBJJF. Right. Uh, for some of our ranked stuff. And we've had situations where someone was allowed to wear something at one IBJJF tournament and then not allowed to wear the same thing at another one. And even though there were other people wearing the same thing. So there's been like some, you know, kind of tricky things to navigate there. But again, that's, you know, feedback that we receive and then back to the drawing board, you know, like Mm -hmm. we're not giving up on that. It's just back to the drawing board. Mm -hmm. But generally speaking, like if something's going to hold up when you're training hard every single day, grinding on the mats, like that's where we spend most of our time training. Mm -hmm. And so it's going to hold up there. It's probably going to hold up in competition. Right. Of course. Yeah. Um, So how do you, you've had some wonderful patterns and styles come out. So how did you decide to to partner with those artists and to get those looks? Well, uh, with Mirkatsu, who Mm -hmm. uh, you may be familiar with his artwork, um, Man, I still remember when I first reached out to him, I sent him a DM on Instagram. And I remember I told my husband, I was like, well, I'm just going to send him a message. Like there's a 0% chance he's going to reply, but I'm Mm -hmm. just going to send him a message and see what he says. So I sent him this message and, you know, told him about our brand and what we were trying to do differently. 
And he responded and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I'm having a conversation with Mirkatsu. Like I, you know, at the time I owned like all of his rash guards, you know, I loved his artwork. And uh, so that's kind of how that started. And he's done three, three sets for us now. Mm -hmm. And of course we love working with him. He's an amazing just person in general. Like he's so cool um, and does amazing, amazing work. And uh, yeah, so we love working with him. Uh, and we'll continue to do that. And that's kind of like, sometimes we give him ideas for the light, latest piece, actually. Like he was like, hey, you know, this is something that I've been wanting to draw. And I was like, yes, let's, that sounds great. Let's do it. So, you know, that goes both ways too. With the uh, other artwork that we do, um, you know, I'd say we got lucky, but to be honest, you know, I think that we kind of make our own luck in life. Mm -hmm. And so just sort of like with the manufacturing where I reached out to a ton of manufacturers, I spent so much money on failed artwork before mm -hmm. making contact with this one person who does the majority of our artwork now. And uh, we just love him so much. He's amazing. Um, so that, and again, that's like sometimes me and Carla will come to him with ideas and sometimes, you know, he's like, Hey, I would love to draw this for you. And we're like, yes, please. You know? So. I love it. Having the, the artist have set the tone for a lot of oh, things. Yeah. That's that's you get the best work out of an artist when they're able to be free. Yeah. When they want to do what they want to do for mm -hmm. sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, I know I've been a, a fan of his, uh, his artwork for quite some time and uh, yeah, that's just amazing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you mentioned going back a little bit, you mentioned uh, the community and I know that you have a wonderful community on social media and just, a, you know, just a wonderful interaction base with them. Um, and I know that you are involved in supporting small businesses and supporting women juditeras who are wanting to go out and compete. Can you talk about why that was so important for you when you started this company? Sure. Um, well, first of all, I do. I Now is a good time for me to give credit to Carla for the social media stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, I don't handle any of that anymore. Uh, she completely handles all of our social media and she has taken us from, you know, just having a pretty small community on Instagram to a very large community on Instagram, mm -hmm. YouTube, TikTok, Facebook, all, and bringing it all together. So she does an amazing job with us. She's the one that you talk to when you reach out on social media. Mm -hmm. um, so I just definitely want to make sure that she's getting uh, the credit for that. Um, and then... Uh, Sorry, what was the second part? I got sidetracked. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. So, uh, you were wanting to support, you know. Yes, yes, yes. You know, okay, sure, yeah. sure. Um, yeah, so uh, with the eco-friendly side of everything, so we kind of have three core missions, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Like one is that we want to provide the highest quality training year to our community. Mm -hmm. Two is that we want to be economical about it. We want to support our planet with it. We want every business decision that we make to be underscored by the need to help our planet in some way, or at least preserve it, do what we can do right mm -hmm. by our planet. And then third is that we want to support other small female owned businesses in our community. Um, <clears throat> why is that important to us? I mean, I think that deep down, all of those things are probably important to everyone in our community, you know, like they, there's nothing, uh, there's no reason why you wouldn't want to do those things. I feel like um, with the, ocean cleanup project and eco-friendly stuff. I mean, being gentle with our planet has just always been something that's been important to me ever since the very beginning. And I remember mm -hmm. that 
when I first started a co this company, I said to myself, like, that's just always going to be something that underlines what we do from the beginning. And it, and it has been. Um, all of our packaging is we're moving towards 100% paper, zero plastic, uh, even with our inner packaging, which is expensive. But mm -hmm. for us, it's worth it. It's all curbside recyclable. That's we wonderful. donate to the ocean cleanup project, um, all that kind of stuff. And then with the small business thing, uh, man, there's nothing like products from small businesses. Like you just can't compare them to mm -hmm. corporate products. They're not made with the same care and attention to detail, um, with the same just energy behind them. We love the soaps and bath salts that we get from Lisa Shackelford. She makes mm -hmm. all of our soaps and bath salts. And I mean, she does an incredible job. She sources all the best ingredients. Like, you know, when I partner with her, I, I trust that she's going to make all of the decisions that morally stand by the decisions that we make with our company. You know what mm -hmm, I mean? Mm -hmm. Her standards are high. She wants the best, all that kind of stuff, you know? And I, I don't think that I could ask for the same, just going with, you know, any random major soap company or like, you know, sourcing it online or something like that. It just wouldn't be the same. It wouldn't be the same product for you guys. It wouldn't be the same interactions for us. Same with the stickers and patches. We source those with a, a small Jujutera owned business as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the communication is always on point. Like she wants to give us the best product too. And so it, there's just like this, this energy there that you don't get working with big companies. And now we've actually mm -hmm. just added a new partnership uh, for keychains as well. So we have a, a Jujutera that's making keychains for us as well. And they're awesome. They're very cool. That's nice. I can't wait yeah. to see those come yeah. out. Yeah, they're, we actually just dropped them like a week ago, I think. So they okay. are on the website now. Yeah, yeah. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, yeah. So, and I know on top of that mission, you are very uh, involved with uh, sponsorships with your uh, female athletes, and you're really involved in highlighting some of the best and the brightest, uh, so to speak. How do you, you know, get um, a robust sponsorship program that these, you know, that just kind of keeps pulling in some wonderful talent. How do you reach out to them? And what's that like? Um, so we used to reach out and find athletes. These days, we find that we're getting contacted by, you know, some bigger names ourselves, and that they're mm -hmm. finding us, I, I guess, you know, word of mouth that Gaidama has a good sponsorship and ambassadorship program is getting out there. Um, we, you know, again, like, this is less something that we do by looking at what other people are doing, and then decide how we're going to compare ourselves and more of something that has just kind of come from within for us. Like what can we do to be the best company for these women that we can be, you know, how much can we give them? And that's really like where we're coming from. Mm -hmm. We're not saying what are other people doing and how can we meet that standard? We're saying what standard can we possibly set for them? Mm -hmm. And I think that that has just like that drive to support them has, has, um, built the program that we have. I mean, we pay them some of them quite a bit of cash money every month for sales. Mm -hmm. We pay for competition bonuses. We pay for social media content creation bonuses. Mm -hmm. We now pay for um, uh, seminar bonuses. So if our women teach seminars wearing our gear, we pay them for that. Mm -hmm. So we've just, we just keep adding these opportunities for them to make money representing our brand. And, and through that, we've built really, really wonderful relationships with the women that we do work with. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we love them and, and we think that they love us too. So 
certainly it certainly seems like it It seems that way (laughs) um i guess just as a just kind of a a follow-up where are most of your sponsored is it athletes are are they in the u.s are they you know i would assume most of are in the u.s but do you have any international or we have so we have sponsored some international events in fact there's an event in canada coming up next month that uh, we have helped sponsor mm-hmm. um we have offered some social media sponsorships to international athletes mm-hmm. it makes the most sense for us to have us-based ambassadorships right now just right. because that's where a most of our clients are b the shipping makes a lot more sense for us and we're shipping right. here frequently um, like the payments just are easier to handle, you know, it's just everything's sure. easier right now for it to mostly mm-hmm. be in the U S but we do occasionally, uh, reach outside the U S. Mm-hmm. Now I know you mentioned that there's a comp- competition you're helping to, to put on in Canada. I know that you've pro- partnered, uh, with AGF. I know you've done some work with, uh, girls and geese. Um, tell us a little bit about, uh, that event in Canada that's coming up. And then we can, of course, circle back to the other partnerships you have. Sure. Um, so, so the event in Canada, it's not actually a competition. It's just like a, a retreat, like a camp. Mm-hmm. So I believe that Fionn Davies and Brianna St. Marie are both teaching at that camp. So mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's going to be super awesome. I wish I could go so bad. Um, uh, but I believe it's a couple days long. And uh, so we've sent some gear and lots and lots of uh, prizes for their raffle drawing and some goodie bags for their gift bags. So we, that kind of thing is fairly common for us to offer support for different, Mm -hmm. you know, women's based events. Like we, we do that pretty frequently. Um, The partnership with uh, AGF is a little Mm -hmm. bit different. Like that's Mm -hmm. just uh, something that we we love the guys who run AGF. We mm-hmm. love their tournament. Like they run a super professional, very well run event. And um, we've just been following them around since, you know, I was a white belt. Mm-hmm. And um, so now we'll be setting up a bunch of booths with them for this awesome. year. Yeah. Uh, Girls and Geese, we are currently making some spouts for them, which I think that they had out for pre-order recently mm-hmm. to match the rash guards that we did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we love working with them. We love Shama. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're all good people trying to make this world a better place too. So we, mm-hmm. we love being a part of that same kind of energy. You know, it just really aligns mm-hmm. with what we're doing too. Um, <clears throat> and then of course we recently also uh, became the official gear providers for the women's air force special warfare training mm-hmm. team, uh, which we were also very excited about. So, um, we make them custom gear now as well. Mm-hmm. It seems like just all the people you are getting connected with are good quality people. For um, sure. And so how do you, I guess, sniff out or ferret out, you know, maybe somebody you do want to work with versus don't want to work with because and you bring up great morals and values. How do you figure that out in that process? Um, some of it is just kind of a gut instinct, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a lot of people in our community that are trying to put on women's events or women's workshops or anything that don't have right. a good you know, they're not coming from a good place. You know, mm-hmm. I don't think that that's like a common problem that I don't, in fact, I don't think I've ever turned anyone down because I got a weird feeling about them. You know what I mean? 
sometimes it just doesn't make sense from a business point of view. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, you know, veterinarians have to turn down people sometimes, you know, even mm-hmm. though in their heart, like they would love to save all the cats, to. but so, you know, like mm-hmm. people have to make business decisions sometimes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we find ourselves in a similar place. Like we do right. what we can, but you know, at the end of the day, we have a budget and when it gets maxed right. out, then you know, that's it. Yeah. yeah. You really can't help if you're, yeah. you've got yeah. no cash. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we do what we can. And usually when we turn down, it's a business decision and not a personal or, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. I got you. I got yeah. you. Now I know uh, there is a big uh, epic open mat event. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love to hear what that's about for our audience. Uh, just w- what can you tell us? Yeah. Okay. So we are definitely proud of that event. We love it. It's this is this will be our third year uh, to run it. Um, it kind of started out as uh, a a weekend where we would bring in several of our top ambassadors for like. Oh, hello. Uh, uh, I uh, lost you there for a second. I, I did too. Yeah, I, I lost you too. Okay. Tell me where to where, tell me where to back up. Uh, it was a uh, three years ago. This is your third year. That's where okay. I lost you. Okay, 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 okay. So it started out as just an opportunity for us to bring in uh, some of our top ambassadors for a big photo shoot. Mm-hmm. And um, then we just kind of invited the whole community to come train with us since we had some time that evening, you know, and we were all going to just roll. And we had a booth, we set up a booth there, and we probably had like 60 people show up for wow. that open mat, which, it, yeah, it was a good turnout. And it yeah. was a lot of fun. Um, we had a videography crew, crew there as well. So taking some videography for us, um, we had professional photo, photograph, uh, photographers on site. So we had all that. And so, you know, a lot of people came, it was fun. It was good energy this year, this past year, um, we outdid ourselves. We had, uh, an incredible, um, charcuterie style catering board there. That was just like the 16 foot spread of like amazing foods. We had some pastries donated by a woman in Oklahoma city who runs Mm -hmm. like a French, uh, bakery catering thing. Oh, it was incredible. So that was super awesome. We probably had about a hundred people at this last event. Again, uh, professional photographers and videographers on site. So we got a ton of, you know, people that came and trained with us. Like we got cool pictures of them rolling. Um, of course, we had a booth. Everything was, you know, discounted. We dropped New Year on site. Mm-hmm. We had women fly in actually from other states to join us this year. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was exciting. We had people driving in from all over too. Mm-hmm. This year, we hope to do it even bigger and better. Uh, possibly even offer like a seminar or workshop by one or two of our, you know, top athletes that come mm-hmm. in. So we're hoping, you know, to keep that trajectory growing as well. Yeah. It seems like that's yeah. a good increase. You know, if you have 60, the yeah. first and you got 40 yeah. extra, who knows, yeah. it may be two times this week. We hope. Is- yeah. Yeah. We hope. And it's, it was, uh, you know, this is a pretty unique event because it's, focused on women's jujitsu, you know, mm-hmm. our, our female athletes that come in the female gear, all this, but it's a co-ed event. So mm. we had a ton of guys come in too. And it's just really cool because, you know, the mats are loaded with girls and guys, mm-hmm. but at the beginning I introduced the women that we bring in. And so it's just like kind of a cool way to highlight these women in front of a, a mixed crowd. You know, yeah. it's not like just a women's event where it's women in front of only women, it's right. women mm-hmm. being highlighted in front of everybody. Yeah. And so we, yeah, we love it. 
Yeah. And that's really nice that you're, you know, showcasing these top athletes in a, a co-ed environment. I love yeah. the the female only events, but it's nice to also highlight women, you know, with in men front too. of everyone. Yeah. 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 Uh, what time of year does this open epic open mat usually take place? Uh, it's in the fall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sometime probably in October this year, we had it like the very first weekend in November. So okay. yeah, usually sometime after Nogi fans, like, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. That to say, that's going to draw a lot of people, a lot of your yeah. athletes. <laughs> yeah. So is it in Oklahoma City? Uh, is that it's where? in Tulsa? In Tulsa, it's in Tulsa. Okay. we're in Tulsa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And I know yeah. uh, uh, Tulsa, and you mentioned uh, wrestling. I know in Oklahoma, in those areas, that's a big yeah. community. Yeah. Big draw. Yeah. We have a ton of wrestling here. Yeah. So uh, I guess that would be another good follow up question. Did you find in sourcing materials? Were you going through some channels that the wrestlers for their singlets? used or did you pattern anything off of that singlet design in a way? So we're actually prototyping singlets right now. Hey, um, We should have them hopefully finish the first round of them finished in the next week or two, which mm-hmm. I have hope that they're going to be good on the first try. I mean, we kind of know what we're doing at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and if that's the case, then we plan to release singlets soon um and when we do we will also be looking for uh amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals from courses to help you attain or retain certification to individualized coaching services to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen management concepts optimizes your professional development online in person individually or groups it's training that's measurably better learn more at managementconcepts.com that's managementconcepts.com febreze is a proud partner of can't cancel pride however you choose to express yourself febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way have an amazing pride from febreze making connections with high schools and Mm-hmm. in middle schools and colleges that are looking for women's wrestling singlets because mm-hmm. I've already in the past like two months had two separate conversations with people that are involved in women's wrestling programs locally mm-hmm. and they have the same problem that women in jiu-jitsu have mm-hmm. none of them fit right they're all see-through they're too low cut right here mm-hmm. you know and a lot of um a lot of the middle school and high school women's wrestling coaches require that the women wrestlers wear things mm. over or under their singlets for the mm. same reason that, you know, we struggled before yeah. too. Yeah. So, um, you know, we're hoping to be able to release these singlets that have the same double lining in the saddle area that our spats do mm-hmm. and that provide a little bit more coverage, you know, up top. Mm-hmm. And you would think in wrestling, cause you know, it's female wrestling, I believe, now, then again, I'm in a state where it just got approved to be in uh, high schools. Oh, oh. Uh, we were the last holdout in Mississippi. Oh, we wow. did not have oh. we did not have high school wrestling. Oh wow, uh, which is crazy because we have so many strong farm boys and farm girls. They would be killers. <laughs> but um, you would think uh, with wrestling, they would have figured out what females need to not be showing everything. I guess so to speak. Well, you would think. Yeah. And I mean, it seems, and that was going to be uh, a question I kind of had as a follow-up based off of that is with compress. And I, 
I'm a weightlifter as well. And finding leggings that don't show everything when you squat down, you would think that would have been figured out by now. Yeah. I I mean, the fabric, it's sort of in the nature of the fabric itself, which is why we have the double lining. Mm-hmm. because you know if you think about a piece of fabric when it stretches the fibers are pulling apart from one another and so mm-hmm. even if something looks opaque when it's like this mm-hmm. when it starts to stretch that's when we see you know the see-through yeah so with the second uh layer we kind of get this cross hatch pattern underneath so that when both mm-hmm. pieces stretch the openings are in different places and you don't mm-hmm. see you know there's not a see-through mm-hmm thing going on but it's hard to I mean it may be impossible to make a fabric that's completely completely 100% not see-through just because of the nature of the stretch I mean that's right. just what happens when things change shape right. um yeah so but I don't know why no one else thought of putting a second liner in there don't know I don't know either <laughs> I know um I know power lifters they have those you know full suits if they want to be mm-hmm. you know in mm-hmm. gear but I don't really want to roll in that because it's not forgiving <laughs> yeah 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 that's right and so that's right and so the fabrics that are the least see-through usually are not stretchy for mm-hmm. that exact reason mm-hmm. yeah it's great if you want to help get yourself up out of the hole in a squat yeah. but not yeah. so great if you're wanting to be stretchy and mobile yeah yeah. yeah. But uh, I guess I was going to follow up on that with different uh, things that you've noticed. What have you noticed um, because you have such a great sponsorship program, great athletes, what trends have you seen or how has female jujitsu in the competition scene? What have you noticed starting this company, being on the side of a business? What have you noticed works, doesn't work? What you understand what I'm asking? Um, not really. You mean, uh, sorry. No, no, it's fine. I realized I, I lost myself in the middle of that question. <laughs> um, just okay. Well, we're your... both lost then. That's great. Um, so I'll, I'll dig us out. Um, so, okay. um, with running the company, you know, you have mm-hmm. a unique perspective working with female athletes, particularly sure. in the Nogi space. What have you noticed, um, as far as an athlete in that top level of competition, what have you noticed some evolutions uh, of the style? Yeah. I I think I see where you're going. I'll Mm -hmm. answer and maybe it's not the answer you're looking for, but I'll give you what I got. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I mean, okay. So from my uh, perspective, um, I think that the thing that I've noticed the most is just that there is so much more talent now Mm -hmm. than there was seven years ago. I feel like seven years ago, we were looking at like a handful of female athletes that were like the face of women's jujitsu. And now it's like, what is the face of women's jujitsu? There's so many amazing female athletes now. And so I think that, you know, that is not just a testament to the fact that women's jujitsu is growing, but that women's jujitsu in a professional sense is growing that Mm -hmm. these women are looking to make careers out of this and and earn their living based on our sport which is awesome Mm -hmm. um so i don't know if that's what you were looking for or not no that's absolutely (laughs) absolutely great answer um i know as a now, are you still at an active competitor? Are you, you know, have you taken a, si- uh, a step aside because of the business, which absolutely would make sense because it is a full-time job, but. Well, okay. So in my seven and a half year is coming up on seven and a half years of training. I've had two babies. Ah. So 
I, uh, my youngest just turned one mm-hmm. and, um, the two babies and the business have been a lot, mm-hmm. but I have competed a few times in the past couple years since they were born. I actually, uh, now, but you know, now, so I'm a brown belt, mm-hmm. and, you know, I compete at like whatever, you know, depending on the tournament, 125 to 135, whatever the tournament weight is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's hard to find the competition. I sign up for mm-hmm. every AGF, but there's very, very, there's never anybody. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so I did, I'm signed up for the Houston IBJJF in May. So okay. that's going to be, you know, the first competition for a while for me. So I'm going to go shake off some rust there, but okay. you know, um, I don't, we're so focused here. My husband and I also own a gym. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we have that going on. We have two babies. I run this business. You know, it's it's difficult for us to take our whole family up out of that and go right. compete, you know. Mm-hmm. So we mm-hmm. don't uh, travel very often for competition anymore like we used to. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, I would like to do it more. So yeah. this year I'm going to try to do a couple. Of yeah. Well, about to say, you know, uh small children, especially a one-year-old, they don't travel very well. Well, to be honest, like the, at one, it's easier than at two. So I have a, I have a one-year-old and then my, uh, my son is about to turn three in a month and it's, he's really the one that's more challenging. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. The the terrible twos and threes. Yes. That's right. Yeah. 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 That's, those are fun to navigate on an airplane. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goodness, goodness. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, you could be like my parents and pop up a, uh, pack up a suburban and go cost country, but that's we, its own headaches. So. Yeah. We, and we do that sometimes, but you know, a five hour trip turns into a 10 hour trip when you have to stop every 40 minutes, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah. We do it sometimes, but it's just not our top priority right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's very understandable. Yeah. You know, yeah. you've got, so many wonderful things going in your life that, yeah. you know, if competition has to take a side, that's okay. Yeah. You know? It'll be, it'll be there again. Yeah. And like I said, I'm signed up in May. Yes. So I'm going to go. Do yes. <laughs> yes. So hopefully, you know, we bring yeah. home that goal. So that'll no, be- yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm shaking rust off, you know, uh, I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up and do what I can. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm assuming are uh, just, I'm making the assumption because of your company, are you an Oki preference or gi preference? I'm assuming. Um, I, okay. Well, we, we train both. Okay. You know, yeah. All the time. So we, mm-hmm. we train a good mix of both. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably do lean towards snow gi, um, mm-hmm. a little bit, but you know, we, we like both and we train both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have to say that's going to be a very, what is the, the distance from Houston to Tulsa? I would imagine. It's about an eight hour drive. Okay. Okay. It's uh, about six hours from where we're at. So you just y'all, y'all are up here. We're over here. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. We make a triangle. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, a question would be, have you looked into, and I'm assuming it would be um, a lot of hoops to jump through, but you know, there are those uh, vendor booths and vendor sponsorships with IBJJF. Is that something that y'all have looked at or considered? We have. Yeah, mm-hmm. we have considered it. Um, we, since we've already paid a bunch of money to partner with AGF this year, mm-hmm. we're, you know, we have a fairly packed schedule, like mm-hmm. trying to, you know, make sure that we're getting our, our money's worth out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's possible that we'll get a booth 
with them a little bit later on, but um, it just kind of depends. I mean, to be honest, like whenever there's an IBJJF nearby, mm-hmm. like we want to compete in it and it's really hard to compete and run a booth at the same time. Yeah. But um, you know, we'll see. It's, it's definitely something we've considered, just not something that we've ever pulled the trigger on. Yeah. I, I can imagine it would be, uh, like you said, very difficult to do both compete and, uh, it's tough. yeah, it's tough. It's a lot. Yeah. Um, so when, um, I, I guess I should say with, uh, the AGF, I guess that is something where it just happened to be the right people, the right time. And there's so many events. I would think that's just more of a great benefit to your business since there seems to be like three every week, you know, there's a ton of AGF events. They're growing so fast mm-hmm. and they have a really strong, um, uh, their stronghold, I guess, is what I'm trying to say, is in our area. Like mm-hmm. Oklahoma City, Dallas, and Tulsa are like their biggest events. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's easy for us to um, make some money working booths that are local to us with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, there's just so many AGF events. I mean, there's like four every weekend, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like. So um, they're growing fast. We love what we're do- what they're doing. You know, we love them. Like it's easy communication for us. Sometimes it's difficult to even start a conversation with the IBJJF. You know, in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, like it's you know, we we know the people at AGF, and so like it's easy to get a response and and work something out. But that's not to say that we're not interested in partnering mm-hmm. with IBJJF one day. It just uh, wasn't convenient and like the obvious next choice for us, like AGF was. Mm, yeah, but then that makes sense. When you have those connections already, it just yeah. seems like the next logical progression. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I wanted to get your input since you said you and your husband run a gym. What is uh, what's that like running a, a gym with your husband and the day to day? What's that like? Um, I mean, it's just part of life now. It's hard to compare it to anything else because it's just what we've been doing for so long. Um, he started the gym, like I said, before I met him, but he had just opened it like just a few months before I started training. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, after we started dating and eventually got married and everything, um, I became a 50% owner of it. So we now Mm -hmm. own it 50, 50. Um, but you know, it's just, I guess it's, easy in a way because you know we both just love it so much like there's mm-hmm. you know um <laughs> we just show up and, mm-hmm. and keep it clean and train and you know help nurture the environment that we want there and mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's not it's not nearly as much work as Gaidama. <laughs> <laughs> you you talk about nurturing an environment and uh what what kind of environment are you looking for in your gym or that you have found you have been able to establish at the gym? Well, I think that I got lucky because, um, you know, that was the first gym I ever walked into mm-hmm. and Matt came from a gym that had a very encouraging, supportive, welcoming environment. So that was kind of what he was used to. Mm-hmm. And so when he opened his gym, like he decided that those were the same standards that he wanted to hold for his gym. And so then that just kind of naturally organically got passed down to me because Mm -hmm. I've also never known anything else, you know? 
I mean, obviously I've gone to cross train at other gyms and not all gyms are created equal. Right. Um, but you know, as far as like building up the first few years of my jujitsu journey, like that's all I knew was just this, this healthy kind of, you know, Mm -hmm. supportive space where all ages and genders and, and, uh, Mm -hmm. intensities were welcome to come and train, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what we want to do. We just want to provide a space for people that want to play recreational jujitsu, people that want to make professional competitive careers out of it, Mm -hmm. you know, women, men, seniors, children, everybody can come and and feel welcome and and get good training. Yeah. And that's uh, sometimes that can be, you're definitely very blessed uh, because sometimes when you're first starting out in those jujitsu gyms in those early days, you get all the really hardcore MMA fans and that kind of can run off some people. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. You never know what kind of gym you're going to walk into, but (laughs) you're right. I feel very fortunate that that's where my jujitsu journey started because, you know, most of the gyms I've been to also are awesome, but yeah. you know, once you've been training long enough, you've and found yourself at a gym that wasn't so awesome mm-hmm. at some point. And, uh, you know, I'm not sure that if I was at a gym that there were, you know, just, a, I don't know, <laughs> I may not have stuck with it is what I'm trying to say. Like depending on you. the environment, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Oh yeah, <laughs> like, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, about to say, I don't want to be rolling around with a bunch of meatheads that are just trying to yeah. kill me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so how many, about how many women do y'all have? Uh, do you have a good um, crowd or? I think that probably like. Febreze is a proud partner of Can't Cancel Pride. However you choose to express yourself, Febreze has the perfect scent to make your home even more fabulous in your own unique way. Have an amazing pride from Febreze. 15 to 15% of our team is women. So mm-hmm. we have a pretty solid yeah. group of females that train with us. That's awesome. Um, we, uh, until this year when we started our partnership with AGF and I'm just going to be gone like two up to three weekends a month, uh, every month, right. it seems like, mm-hmm. um, I was on every Saturday holding a women's only class. And so we had, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes up to 20 women from the community come and train with oh, us at like great. a women's class. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot of fun. You know, we all got good cross training in and got to roll together and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I can't do it now just cause I don't, I can't commit to it anymore. Of course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. And it seems that, you know, whenever you have a gym that welcomes, and I would imagine because you're, you know, male and female running it, uh, you have, you know, two people who seem to say, Hey, everybody's welcome. And we literally have equal representation, Mm -hmm. you know, that absolutely will bring in females and they'll feel more comfortable. I would imagine. Yeah, I, of course. I mean, I think that anytime when a female comes into a gym, if there's another woman on the mats, it immediately feels like, okay, I guess it is okay for me to be here, Mm -hmm. you know, because sometimes you, you know, especially as a woman coming into this sport, if you come into a gym with just a bunch of dudes and you're like, I, is this a sport girls can do? Like, am I, you know what I mean? Right. But to see uh, another woman training, um, you know, solidifies the fact that yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, kind of a follow up with that, because sometimes when I've taught, I've not met this resistance just because everybody knows me here. It's a small, very small community where I'm at. Um, Do you have any resistance uh, when you're teaching a co-ed class for, you know, maybe they're a newer member? Do they 
resist when you teach or do they only want to learn from your husband? I have run into that just, you know, at not me teaching, but I have noticed some people have that mentality. I just didn't know if he had run into that. Um, I have only taught a handful of classes before. Mm-hmm. So usually Matt teaches most okay. of the classes and then we have other people that teach the classes that neither of us train at. Mm-hmm. Um, but mostly I train when he teaches because mm-hmm. I think he's, he has all the sauce and I want to get it, you know, <laughs> um, I have taught a handful of co-ed classes though. And mm-hmm. I have never felt, um, like I, I wasn't respected or anything. I think that, mm-hmm. that the people at our gym do have respect for me and appreciate my jujitsu and are happy to hear what I have to say about it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't recall ever having that feeling. Well, that's, that's very wonderful. Yeah. Um, and I, it's probably too, because the, just the background with the the wrestling and the grappling, just in the area, they know women can certainly yeah, do, do it. For sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I know. Um, I'm trying, <laughs> have you seen physical 100 on Netflix? I haven't no. Okay. No. You got, you got to look into it. It's a, okay. it's a Korean competition show. Uh, and there was a, a, a female sand wrestler. Oh, and wow. she and she called out a guy and uh, there was the some you know they were kind of talking there was the assumption well he's just gonna run over her and just immediately when they started grappling the respect for her went way up because she knew what she was that's so doing. awesome so i'd imagine it's kind of a, a similar yeah uh, once you there. start training like you mm-hmm. you're like oh okay jujitsu works okay yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my goodness so uh, have you ever brought I know your babies are itty bitty but do they ever watch mama you know on the mats oh yeah oh yeah for sure they I mean they come to the gym with us every time we go to the gym yeah Mm -hmm. they're there all the time so you're about just turned three you said he's gonna be three in a little over a month got you so she just turned one so I have one and a two-year-old yeah my goodness so does does uh the, uh, does the about to be three-year-old does does uh she get uh, excuse me he get on the mat ever you know like mama mama oh yeah yeah um so we had during the summer we offer like a three to five-year-old class for like little tiny kids yeah and he was only you know a little over two at the time when we did it but he mm-hmm. jumped on in there with them also and so he was in there. Oh, it was so funny to watch him do like bear crawls and sprawls and try to do push-ups. you know, it was, so, yeah, he's, he's out there trying to play the mount, you know, oh. and you know, at home, like all we do is jujitsu. So mm-hmm. like, you know, at home we wrestle around with them and stuff and teach him different positions and, you know. Um, so do you think that uh he's caught the bug a little bit or what do you think? I mean, you know, it's so, it, it's so, he's so young. Like it's hard, oh, yeah. you know, I mean, he loves it. He loves being around it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, my, uh, my husband and I have joked that we're going to do reverse psychology on our child. We'll go <laughs> and we'll say, you can't do this. Mm. And so eventually they'll be like, no, I've got to do it. And so we'll have a bunch of killers on the mat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They all want to do what you don't want them to do. Mm-hmm. And that's, we both were, well, just because you said I couldn't. Yeah. Well, yeah. now I'm going to yeah. have to. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Need to prove you wrong. Just a second. Yes. <laughs> well, speaking of children and 
this it's an interesting pivot, but that makes me think about the future. Uh, what do you see as the future for your your company? Any I know we've talked about a lot of things dropping. What are some big vision goals for your future that you see? Um, well, like I said, trying to get the geese out the door is like kind of a big deal for us, but mm -hmm. we're like really pushing towards the finish line on, um, getting into the wrestling is kind of a big deal because that would open up a lot of like wrestling opportunities for us with, you know, different schools around the nation. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, otherwise, like we just want to continue building on what we have and seeing where it goes. Like there's not, um, you know, there's not like a, a goal necessarily or a target that we're trying to hit. We're really mm -hmm. just like, how far can we go? Like mm -hmm. how, how awesome can we make this? Mm -hmm. And so every day, like, it's just like, okay, what can I do today to make a little bit more of a difference? And, and that's really what we're building off of. Um, mm -hmm. I will say that, uh, we definitely want to expand on what we offer as far as like, you know, um, social content and like YouTube content mm -hmm. and uh, instructionals, that kind of thing. Um, we definitely want to continue to support more women and events in jujitsu. Like is is the, we want to go more broad and deeper, give more mm -hmm. to the people that we're already some more supporting and find more people and events to support. Mm -hmm. We would love to be able to hold our own like eight person tournament kind of circuit, like yeah. a Gaidama mm -hmm. fight club kind of thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> uh, we'd like to do some retreats. We've talked about, because, uh, you know, we're really into like the ocean cleanup thing. We've talked mm -hmm. about doing like a jujitsu coastal retreat and like doing yeah. like an ocean pickup event and then, you know, getting awesome. like some fresh fish and, um, you know, doing just like some fun stuff, jujitsu and beach kind of activities, you know, for a weekend. Yeah. So, you know, there's just a lot of fun stuff that mm -hmm. we're trying to make happen and realize and, um, you know, just trying to grow the business, grow the brand, grow mm -hmm. the reach, you know, grow the platforms, all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I know that uh, keeping that mission of wanting to give back and just be focused Always. on people, that's just yeah. when you when you have that kind of a, an attitude and an outlook, it, just good things can't help but happen. Right. That's so true. And I mean, who knows where it could lead, you know, it, it could just spread like wildfire and, you know, it's already spreading like wildfire, but, you know, just put even more gasoline on it. And I know I'm a huge fan of your, you know, of your company, of your products. You. Um, and it seems um, from the first time I had the spats, they were great and they just kind of keep getting better, which is always Thank a you. good thing. <laughs> Thank so you. The, the, the internal drawstring now is great. You know, I kept losing mine, but Thank now you. it's internal. <laughs> but um, just, I guess, also as a, an additional looking forward to um, those geese. And I'm, I'm wondering what would that uh look like and, and what kind of sizes are you looking at is it going to be those female based sizes is it going to because I know you offer a lot of you know body inclusive um, gear so I was just wondering uh, how many SKUs do you think you're going to end up doing on that well that's part of the reason it's taking us so long uh, got you we currently have 20 sizes that wow. we're working with yeah that's a lot um yeah we may 
keep that number too. Like that's mm -hmm. we're that's what we're targeting right now is to get right. Mm -hmm. So we're just trying to test every different size, you know, and make sure that they all fit right and making mm -hmm. adjustments here and there as we need to. Mm -hmm. um, because one issue that I think that a lot of women have with geese is that, you know, you go to a company and buy a gi and there's like either zero sizes for females or there's like six, mm -hmm. you know, and like, there's just too many different body types for there to be only six sizes. Right. And so, um, and a lot of like either really tall women or really wide women, or, you know, there's just a lot of shapes that don't fit into one of those size categories. And so, um, you know, we're just trying to offer as much variety as we can so that women of any shape or size can have a gi that fits them well. Mm -hmm. So that's part of what's taking so long. Um, we've also played a little bit with waistband ideas. Okay. So um, we'll see. I don't want to say too much because yeah. things are still in the prototyping phase, but mm -hmm. there are, you know, definitely things that, um, you know, we've been experimenting with that aren't super traditional I'll say but mm -hmm. you know yeah we'll see well I know just from past experience whatever you release is going to be top notch well that's why I mean we hope so you know that's the goal mm -hmm. like that's why we don't want to just release something now because we want it to be right when it drops right, right. you want v1 to be 100 percent, and yeah V2. Well, a hundred percent is pretty difficult to well, aim for. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We want it to be as close as it can be though. You know? Right. Yeah. Like we, we understand that there will be iterations to improve upon in the future, you know, mm -hmm. as we will continue to do with the rest of our products, but we want it to be as close to awesome and perfect as it can be. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, and I think I, I'm so glad that you said how long it's been in development. Cause sometimes I think we as consumers just assume, well, why can't they just spit that out right now? Yeah. yeah not ready no it's not uh, you know and that shows that you have such a meticulous you know attention to detail whereas you know not to speak poorly of other companies that are larger but they mm -hmm. may be more interested in getting that money you know as opposed to the quality of the product you know yeah and there is a balance to be made you know i mean um if we keep prototyping forever and yeah. don't ever release anything, then, you know, we're missing a bunch of opportunity for revenue, which you mm -hmm. need revenue to grow, which you need growth to continue to provide new things. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely like a balance to shoot for, mm -hmm. but um, you know, it's almost like we just, we want our reputation to be upheld with what we release. You know, mm -hmm. we want everything to meet the standards that we've, said we were going to mm -hmm. provide. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I know as a customer and speaking on behalf of other customers, that's something that we greatly appreciate, you know, and uh, we, I know for me, when I try to find, you know, good quality rash guards or, you know, I was so excited when you released rash guards uh, because it's just like the spats. I know that it's going to fit well. I know it's going to do what it needs to do. And I'm not going to end up looking, you know, horrible on the mat, showing everything I got. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. And uh, I just, I, I know I can't wait to see what else, you know, y'all release. It's just going to be amazing quality, great stuff. Thank uh, you. If I can't stress enough to the listeners, you know, if you haven't tried it, you know, try their gear, try their gear. It's, you won't go back. I trust me. Thank you. 
<laughs> well, anything else that you would like to add? I mean, it's, you know, you have so much going on in your life. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, but anything you'd like to add that we we didn't touch? I know it's so much, but. Yeah, we've covered a lot. And mm-hmm. um, like, I, I really appreciate you having me on your podcast, Sarah. It's nice to meet you uh, yeah. virtually. I really appreciate it. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I hope that we can continue to stay in touch. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And maybe next time I won't have pneumonia and having to reschedule. Yeah, so. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. I'm glad that you're finally feeling better. That's rough. Oh yeah, me too. It, uh, yeah. it was on my birthday, no less. Oh, so. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, but man, of course it was. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> at least as a teacher, I had two weeks to recover. So. Yeah, well, <laughs> But yes, yes. Well, anytime you want to be on the show, you know, I'll reach out. But if you want to drop a line, say hi, we're here. So okay, thank you so much. It's been fun. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. make USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, it's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof, not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today.